Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Wednesday, July 19th. Stocks are on fire. The Dow tries eight days winning. A soft landing scenario looks more likely. Microsoft talks AI and soars. Goldman Sachs disappoints with earnings. Carvana rockets higher, Carvana. Plus, we'll review our open trades and use PowerX Optimizer's earnings analysis tool to take a look at Tesla and IBM. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. Now, if this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. I'm running the show by myself today, but on many days, I'm joined by Rockwell Trading's founder, Marcus Heitkorter. If you've been following along for the last couple of weeks, you do know that he is on an epic road trip. He is not in hiding. It's hard for the guy to hide. He's like six foot ten or something like that. A German in Texas that wears cowboy boots. You can't miss him. But you're going to miss him on the show today because I'm running the show solo. And even though it's just me, I promise that you're in good hands. You could say that we have a ton of trading experience. We know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insights into the world of trading, then you are at the right place. Now, before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. And here we have the S&P 500. Look at this. S&P at uh, highs of the year. Gosh, for the week, up another 1.4% following up last week's impressive week. We go back to a daily chart, the S&P, oh gosh, we go all the way back to early April of 2022 to uh, see the levels that we're at right now, trading at 45.66, the 4,600 level now, the next target, if you're looking at round numbers, nice move yesterday with the S&P and a little follow through today, up another quarter percent. Now, the Dow on an impressive win streak, uh, the Dow finishing higher for seven days in a row, working on number eight, and the Dow up 153 points, up 0.4%, leading the markets right now. The NASDAQ also higher today, up a quarter per, uh, percent like the S&P. Just a nice follow through. And, and what's the story? What's, what's driving the markets at this point? Well, we mentioned at the beginning of this week that is really all about earnings. There really aren't many uh, major items on the economic calendar. We could pop on over to PowerX Optimizer and just see what we have going on. Housing starts, red flag report, sure, uh, down a little bit. Um, also building permits down a little bit, but the real story is earnings. Traders are focusing on earnings right now. And so far, earnings season off to a great Start according to FactSet uh, of the S&P 500 companies that have reported earnings, 78% have exceeded expectations. So uh, better than expected earnings right now being the case, and this uh, soft landing scenario starts to look more likely because we have inflation falling, we have the Fed potentially ending their their uh, rate hike campaign. Yes, one more hike is priced into the market, but after that, traders believe that that is where the Fed will stop and then we'll start reducing 
uh, interest rates. And they've raised rates to a significant level without really hurting the economy and without really hurting jobs. So uh, being able to have a strong market and strong jobs market and see inflation come down right now seems like that is a scenario that could happen. And even globally, inflation doing better than expected. In the UK, inflation came out last month at 7.9%, higher than it is in the US, but 8.2% uh, was expected. So this story seems to be what traders are liking and money going into stocks, driving the markets to highs of the year and, and clawing back some of the losses that we had in 2022, where all of a sudden new record highs are, are not uh, crazy to think about this year, right? Uh, at the beginning of the year, it, it seemed uh, unlikely, but uh, six, 7% more upside in the S&P. Sure, it'd be an impressive year if if we continue from uh, what we've seen at the, the start of the year, first half of the year. Uh, but hey, who knows? Uh, within sight, at least. Here we have the heat map, seeing what's moving this uh, trading day. And we see that it is a little bit mixed. So yesterday, overall markets higher. A pretty mixed today where the, the big Stocks, Apple down a little bit, Microsoft flat, Google down a little bit, NVIDIA down a little bit, Meta up a little bit, Amazon up nicely, Tesla up nicely. Uh, but overall, just kind of mixed throughout. Some losses, some gains, uh, small, small increase overall in the markets. But looks like the trend higher is continuing, at least for now. Now, Yellen did say in a Bloomberg interview yesterday, it might have been late on Monday, uh, that Despite global challenges, the U.S. is on a good path, saying, quote, our labor market continues to be quite strong and I don't expect a recession, end quote. And that's what's really getting traders excited about putting money into the market. I mean, this has been the story for the last couple of weeks, last couple of months and even for the year. Uh, but that is driving the markets higher. If we look at the CME Fed Watch tool, we see 99.8% chance that the Fed will raise rates, though this absolutely priced into the market at this point. Not raising would be a shock to traders. If we look at probabilities, this uh, picture remains the same, where traders expect the last hike to take place and then for the Fed to keep rates the same through March of next year. Uh, cutting rates a quarter point in March and then seeing declines for the remainder of 2024. So next week, the focus and spotlight will be on the Fed. This week, it's earnings. And there were a couple of big companies reporting earnings. We could take a look at Goldman Sachs, GS. Now, Goldman Sachs, we see now up 1.3%. Traders trying to figure out what the heck to do with the information that Goldman shared. If we look at the earnings, earnings per share came in lower than expected. Revenue was higher, so a little bit mixed on top and bottom results. Now, they uh, said that profit plunged 58% uh, amid tougher investment banking and real estate market conditions. At first, the stock was lower and it uh, dropped early on, but has since rebounded and is up nicely. Uh, for now. So we'll see where the session ends with Goldman Sachs, but a lot of these finance companies and banks have been doing well, uh, kicking off earnings season on Friday and continuing this week. 
Now, a big mover yesterday that, that I want to take a look at, Microsoft. So Microsoft down a little bit today, but look at this. Yesterday, Microsoft making all-time highs up 4% for the day. So outpacing the overall market. Look at Microsoft. We know that uh, a lot of this move this year tied to artificial intelligence and their moves there. And that seemed to be what was fueling this move higher yesterday as well. Microsoft said that they will charge businesses more to use Microsoft Office applications powered by artificial intelligence. And that's what investors are really trying to figure out uh, where where the monetization of AI comes from, right? How will uh, these companies profit from AI? We know that it is here to stay. Um, it's not going away, but who and how do companies make money or which companies uh, will be making money here? Uh, Microsoft, uh, they report earnings Tuesday, July 25th. So investors liking that decision to charge more for their Microsoft Office applications. Loving that move and down just a tiny bit uh, in today's trading session. Now, another market mover, uh, this one today, Carvana CVNA is a ticker. This one all over the place, actually down 10% uh, in overnight trading, uh, after hours trading that is because they had announced that they were moving up their earnings report, uh, that that had changed. And at first it seemed like traders didn't like that idea because they were concerned that maybe there was some, some bad news or something going on. Uh, but then an announcement here that they have secured a deal to reduce roughly $1.2 billion in debt. Traders seem to love that news. Uh, and also, the data that was released here, we see a beat and better revenue up 35% here. So a big move for Carvana, a nice move overall, but we could go ahead and, and just see what's going on. And after that 2021 uh, pandemic rally that we saw in so many of these growth stocks, uh, Carvana is now back at levels that we haven't seen since August of 2022. So nowhere near the highs that we had uh, previously in 2021, but making a pretty impressive move this year, considering that we you know, began the year around four bucks a share. So a pretty nice one, pretty nice move for Carvana. Now, talking earnings, earnings in the spotlight. Uh, this week, and let's go over to PowerX Optimizer. Actually, before we talk earnings, let's take a look at open positions. And I want to first look at PNC. PNC, both Marcus and I own shares of the regional bank. And yes, we got into this one right before we had some concerns in the banking sector back in March. Uh, PNC taking a bit of a hit, but looking decent, just trading in these ranges here, which would be Great if we weren't assigned at 136 and inside assigned at a lower price, but still looking pretty good. Yesterday, the the way that we responded to earnings was really just a, a almost a picture perfect example of what has happened in the past with PNC. 
reporting better than expected earnings, uh, negative reaction overnight to earnings, and then the follow through being positive. So mentioned that based on the earnings analysis tool in Power Optimizer, uh, more often than not on the seventh day, PNC is up and up about 4%. Yesterday up 2.5%. Today adding to those gains up 0.7%. There was an opportunity to sell calls and to get 30% annualized uh, briefly yesterday as this uh, went up to 132.32. Today though, volatility has dropped a little bit. Things are a little more quiet. So there isn't that premium there. I was watching this one. I was really close. But since I've been in this trade for a while and it has been a resident in my portfolio, not paying rent. I really want to try to, to get some nice premium on this one. I do believe that PNC could break through these highs. And if we do so, we're going to be able to sell the 136 call and uh, put this one back to work. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to get greedy. 30% is the line in the sand for me. But in this scenario, I do believe we have a little more upside. And if there's that break through these highs, through what could be a little bit of a resistance just based on highs that we've seen previously and where we've closed after this initial panic drop, I, I think that a break to the upside is possible. And that's just going to give us some real nice premium at 136 or higher. So keeping a close eye on this one, at this point, I've not sold calls. Now, Marcus took a trade on CNC. Uh, last week it was this trade working out real nice. Uh, we had some traders in the mastermind group also take this trade getting out of this trade for a, a nice little uh, profit. This one was up huge uh, earlier today, almost hitting $70 a share. Looks like that upper range, some possible resistance around 70. Pulling back, but still up nice for the day, 2.9%. Uh, when I last talked to Marcus, he had not been filled on his 90% exit order. Not sure if that changed this morning, but uh, at this point, he, I believe he sold the 62, maybe the 63 strike. And that's looking like it's going to expire worthless if he doesn't get out of it at a 90% exit uh, before the last day of uh, expiration for this one. Another trade that Marcus is in, uh, I'm no longer in CTRA. I let it go a little bit earlier this year. CTRA, Marcus was able to sell the 26 calls, getting some nice premium on that. Right now, those calls are in the money. Uh, for anybody trading this, yesterday was a great day. After pulling back last week, the 26 calls that Marcus had expired worthless. Rolling didn't make sense based on our rules. There wasn't enough premium to uh, roll looking at the calculator. Right now, there's 38 cents of real value in those 26 calls. You could even go higher if you wanted. We could look at the PowerX Optimizer calculator, and we can just take a look and see for this friday so july 21st expiration if we see where we're at you could sell the 2650 maybe get 20 cents 15 cents there would give you 69 percent annualized not too bad for a couple of days and some nice premium uh on a 26 dollar strike that looks great the 26 strike maybe you get 50 splitting the difference between the bid and the ask at 45 cents, if you got 45 cents, that'd be 208% annualized. A lot of this is real value, though. That's where 50, you know, maybe even getting or shooting for 55, 50, 55 would look pretty good. And we could see just plugging in the numbers, 
Uh, 50 cents right now would be 231% annualized. Uh, 55% would be 254% annualized. So just some great premium if you own CTRA, if you haven't sold calls. 26, 25 looks pretty good. 27 seems a, a little ambitious, a little aggressive. Right now, not at a 30% minimum, which is my line in the sand and also Marcus's, but 26.50 looks good and, and 26 in the money, uh, but still some nice, nice premium there if you're looking to sell calls. So CTRA looks great, still looking for more opportunities. And with the market running higher, we're really interested in what we'd call an earnings play. Let's go ahead and look at the earnings analysis tool. And Tesla might not be on our radar for our style of trading with the wheel strategy, but since Tesla reports after the close of the day, I think it's a, a great stock to look at and to see what might take place with Tesla. So the the reason why we don't like to trade into earnings, and, and that would be with the wheel strategy, we're selling an option, we're collecting premium, we're getting paid, but we have a uh, limited reward, right? Because what we get paid is the maximum we can make on the trade. But if there is a significant move that is unfavorable to us, we have uh, excessive risk, right? So there, there's definitely risk holding positions into trades. This is why with new trades, I would rather look at an earnings play after a move that's excessive on a good quality stock where there's a ton of premium because traders are trying to figure out what might come next uh, and to take advantage of that, that fear at, in that moment, right? I, I don't have a problem holding uh, positions that I've been in into earnings. That is calculated risk. Um, and it's an overall position that I'm willing to manage. That's why I held PNC into earnings and also based on the earnings analysis tool and what's happened in the past to me, it was calculated risk that made sense, and I didn't want to take an unnecessary loss when I'm willing to manage the trade and be in the trade longer. But for new trades, I'd rather get into uh, a trade after earnings are released when there's that excessive momentum and volatility. So what the heck do we expect from Tesla? Well, Tesla has a tendency to beat expectations. So out of the last 12 quarters, they beat expectations 10 times. They had a miss once, and they met expectations once. So there's an overwhelming uh, number of times when Tesla beats. And, and so I would say that at least based on what's happened in the past, Tesla should beat again. Now, this is where things get a little mixed here because the reaction to earnings is a 50-50 coin toss, right? Half of the time there's a positive reaction, half the time there's a negative reaction. There's no clear trend there based on what's happened in the past. We see that on average up 5.8% uh, if there's a positive reaction, on average down 3.9% if there's a negative reaction. So no clear trend here. It's really just a coin toss. Uh, I, I don't think that this is significant in either direction. Now, the price move probability on the seventh day. This is where the trend tends to be down on the seventh day. So we see that 58% of the time the stock's lower on, on day seven. Uh, 41, 42% of the time, the stock's higher on day seven. So again, not a clear trend, but based on what's happened in the past, most likely to be down on the seventh day. 
The interesting thing here is that on average, the stock is up 18 and a quarter percent if there's a positive reaction and on average down 7% if there's a negative reaction, right? So for me personally, I don't see anything here significant to say, hey, I would want to risk money going into Tesla. And that's not what I like to do anyway, right? That's not the type of trading Marcus and I do. If I owned shares of Tesla, how do I use this information? Well, I would say that their beating or missing is just probably insignificant, right? Traders don't seem to care. Uh, and most of the time, there's a beat. The overnight reaction tends to be a mix, right? There's no clear direction there. The seventh day, as an owner of Tesla, you know, maintaining a position, this is where I think that there's some information to digest. One, Hey, if you want to own Tesla long term and you're also selling calls to collect some premium and to take advantage of premium that might be in those call options, well, if the stock on average is up 18%, you probably don't want to sell calls where you can get, you know, if you're selling calls 5% above the stock, you don't want to get called away, then maybe you go a little bit higher with strikes that you're looking to consider. Also, if you're going to hold through earnings, are you okay with the stock being down uh, an average of 7%, right? Based on your cost basis, the share share price uh, that you purchase shares at, maybe a 7% drop isn't what you want to see happen, but maybe it's really insignificant for your overall portfolio and you're okay with that, right? So based on this information, earnings beat, toss up on the reaction, seventh day probably lower, but based on the average, if there is a move higher, it could be a pretty nice one for Tesla. If we look at IBM, IBM, similar situation on the uh, earnings beat. They have a tendency to beat or meet expectations. Uh, But the real thing for me is what do they do with the overnight move and also the probability? Here's another one that's really just kind of mixed, like no clear trend. Uh, Tends to respond positive to earnings. If so, up 3%. Uh, When it's down, it's down 5%. The seventh day, this is where it, it seems like Holding IBM through this isn't as attractive as it might be for uh, Tesla, as an example, because your average drop is 7.5% and your average gain is 5.8% and it's really a coin toss. So again, this might be where if you're owning shares and you're okay getting called away, maybe you sell calls a little tighter, knowing that it could be up 5 to 6% or down 7.5%, or Maybe if you're making some money on the trade, you decide to just let it go, not have that exposure, move on, free up the buying power, and consider an opportunity after earnings. So we'll see what happens, but IBM and Tesla both reporting earnings after the bell. Uh, We also have a few others on the list here. United reporting, Netflix a big one today, and then tomorrow, Before the bell, Johnson & Johnson, American Airlines, and a few others like Philip Morris, D.R. Horton, and Blackstone Group. So that's going to do it for today's stock market update. If you like this video, please give it a like. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe. We'll be back here tomorrow. Until then, happy trading, everybody.